0: welcome back to the starting five podcast on sb nation
1: grizzly bad blues i am the one p shark i am impractically trolling today i think i said that right i'm a, you know, i'm an impractical troll so that means i'm impractically trolling i'm a underscore sky late on twitter this is your
2: guy young trev the corner man still residing in the sunset is dillabrooks island still deciding if i want to vacate it or not but what's good everybody
3: hey If I were you, Trevor, I wouldn't vacate it now, bro. I feel like you got plenty of time. Stay there. Nobody's trying to come there right now. It's your boy. It's really shitty. Big fella, what's happening? What up? What up? What up, Trevor? You should damn near have an answer by now, but that's neither here nor
4: there. It's your man, Ed Tev Shakira, a.k.a. Tevin Durant, a.k.a. Please leave my cousin out of y'all mouth. Let him be. He is at the crib in Malibu, wherever chilling. Let him be. Leave my cousin alone.
0: He got a boo out of Malibu. John ja Morant, you talking about John ja Morant?
4: Okay, I no, got you. I'm talking about. I'm talking ah, there about, you go. There man. you Leave go. Leave him out of this. Leave This day one of the post. It's day one of all season, and we already. You
3: worked. talking about the sweet king? Right. eBay finals ain't started yet. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll stop. I was like, we still in the Here season right
4: now. <laughs> Here we are, bro. Here we uh, are.
0: <laughs> All right, man, for our listeners, y'all probably wouldn't think we had a guest today, but we have a guest. Uh well, know the
4: vibes. Right.
0: <laughs> he's a good friend of ours. Uh, he's also a greasy in-house broadcaster. Uh Jaden Wallace, man. What do you do, my guy?
5: What's going on, man? What's going on?
0: <laughs> nothing much, nothing much. what Too...
4: right well, I said Jayden know the vibes because like I actually <laughs> saw this guy grow up like him and my brother were best friends like in middle school so man to see you, you from middle school to high school we went to u of m together to now bro i just gotta say before we start bro hats off congratulations to everything you've been able to accomplish for real bro because hey, you it, know man. what i'm saying and you're a fellow carolina panthers fan so you know i got all the love in the world keep pounding <laughs> <laughs> but of course he's everybody's favorite cameraman of course we're going to talk about your viral moment but what made you want to be behind the camera
5: man honestly man i love basketball man that's my favorite sport uh it's just it's a it's a family sport i was uh i was never uh the most skilled at it so i wasn't able to actually play it like the rest of my family but i love watching it so i was like why not you know
4: and then it made you want to just, like, I want to be able to, like, record people at their best, like, on a basketball court. I mean, what was what was that moment to maybe, like, I want to be able to, like, record and film, you know, basketball. Like, because you're on the court. Like, you, you got to have some kind of passion for it and, like, where to start.
5: Yeah, no, for sure you do, because, like, you got to really know what's going on, man. Really, what just I saw the opportunity one day from a friend who went to University of Memphis with me, and he was like, hey, if I bring you down here, you know what you're doing? I was like, no, I don't know what I'm doing, but I can fake it, and... I faked it all the way here, and now I'm still doing it. So,
4: nah, but obviously you are doing something good, bro. Like you doing something good. So it was like, what? So what's it been like? You know, what's your experience been like working with the Grizz, working on the court?
5: Oh man, so uh, so I like to tell people all the time, me and John Morant was a, a deal together because I started the same year he got drafted. So if I didn't if I didn't get hired, he wasn't coming. So that's how it was gonna be. But nah, it was uh, it's been cool, man. Uh, every game is a different experience. Every game I'm there, and I'm like. These are like really the NBA players. Like this is how they do. It. This is this is them warming up, like, which is actually my favorite thing, just sitting there watching them warm up. The game time is cool, but like just seeing them in their natural habitat before the game is like that's crazy. Like they're really, they're really there. So it's it's cool though. I love it.
4: So I, it's, like a lot of people see people behind the camera and be like, I can do that. You know, I'm so that can be like the and thing, but what what do you think like makes your your job challenging? Because a lot of people would see, you know, just holding the camera. Everybody got the camera nowadays. I can do this and that. But what what, what when it's time to flip that switch? What like talk about that?
5: Man, honestly, it's it's cause everything is is live and it's real fast paced. So it's like every second something different happens. You can't predict what's gonna happen during the game. You can't predict what's gonna happen in the crowd. So everything is just fast-paced. So it's like, yeah, it may be easy to just hold the camera and do this, but you gotta be able to react. And see things that other people wouldn't notice going on, so it's 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 a fast-paced event. So that's that's the hardest part.
1: Um, dang, okay, cause you just answered my question. <laughs> um, so I would guess I would say, like, or I guess I would ask, favorite moment since you've been a camera guy?
5: Ooh, oh man, can I give you two of them?
1: That's Good fine. One. That's
5: two. fine. I, I got two, man. The, the first one I got it's got to be a LeBron moment. i LeBron fan. They, uh, I think it was like two seasons ago. He was hurt for a while, and he we didn't know if he was gonna play. He was like a game time decision. And I'm standing like right where the away team runs out. All the other players came out, and I'm standing there. And the guy grabs me on my shoulder. He's like, "Let me get by." And it was LeBron. And I'm like, "Like, dude, this 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 is my goat." Like, what's going on? He's talking. I'm like, "Okay, this is crazy." In that same game, I'm like taking shots of players. And Dwight Howard comes over. And he's like, "Hey, man." What I need to eat after the game. I'm like,
1: uh uh, uh Sure. Sure. Because really you naturally have that answer. Cause you would naturally answer that.
5: Uh and then the other moment, uh, my all-time favorite moment would probably would probably be the the, the playoffs this year, getting to get on the dance can. That was my <laughs> that was my favorite moment. Cause it, it was a lot of celebrities there. There was a lot of just NBA people. There was everything going on. And I was like, I, for that moment, I felt like I was I was on the court. I felt like I was actually one of the players or something. I had the tension of it. It was cool.
4: I mean, I'm, I'm sure with that viral moment about a lot of followers, though. But just talking about, like, what, once the camera was actually on the camera, man, <laughs> like, what was going through your head, bro? Like, come on, man. Man, honestly,
5: I, honestly, it was so funny because I had a headset on. So I'm listening to, it's like 12 people on the headset. My director and all the other cameramen. So we knew what was going to happen. And they were all like, all right, Jalen, here it comes. Here it
3: comes. We're going to put you on camera. Don't be scared. Don't be. My bad, y'all. Sorry about that. Um, oh, that was impeccable. It, it came. That, that was it. Right there. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Twice if you're nice. Okay, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: yeah, it
3: was a, it was a cool
5: mine They all were like, yeah, you're going to be nervous. You're going to be nervous. And I was like, Yeah, see, you guys only work with me. You don't know who I am. Like, I've been waiting on this for a long time. So I was like, Yeah, it's about to go down.
4: <laughs> so the much must say, Opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You it. lose yourself in the moment. You lost yourself in the moment. Here we are now. <laughs> Jay, um, what, was your, what was your favorite grid play I guess current and then like of all time.
5: Okay, my favorite current, honestly, is Dylan Brooks, man. I'm a Dylan Brooks fan.
4: So you on this guy's island? Yes. I'm sure,
5: for sure. yes. Every time.
1: welcome. You have a complimentary room waiting on you. Welcome, welcome. He is he welcome. I am going to say, Trevor, don't say welcome. Trevor, don't say welcome because you, Danny was ready to, to rent the place out two weeks ago. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <complimentary laughs> How's he got a complimentary
4: <laughs> a penthouse. About a week hey, ago. <laughs> <even laughs> <for> somebody <laughs> to come.
2: I still own it right now though. So it is what it is.
5: <laughs> no, it, it was, yeah, it was, I'm Dylan Brooks all the way, man. But like my favorite all time Grizzly, oh man, I probably have to go Mike Miller. Mike Miller was, it was like, I knew I wasn't athletic when I was younger. So I saw a guy that could just shoot. I was like, I can learn how to do something like that. So Mike Miller was like that go-to guy for me. But I'm definitely a Dylan Brooks fan. Man.
0: <laughs> so I would assume that you like, you're a Steph Curry fan as well. In, in
5: <sighs> yes, I am, until he started taking away championships from LeBron, <laughs> and that, that's when we started our beef. That's thats when it started.
1: <laughs> oh, so question for me, um, I'm a big proponent of, I believe the FedEx form is one of the most, it's definitely like, it has its home court advantage. so for you, somebody that works pretty much every home game for somebody that's literally on the floor and you just talked about the, the experience that came with the playoff games like can you describe for someone that may have never been to the FedEx Forum that have may have never seen this this version of the Grizzlies like describe what that what the Grizzlies atmosphere is like
5: must see tv like that's that's it like they may not be the best team that the Grizzlies ever had but they're the most exciting like it's like I was there for the grid and grind days, the even the Gasol first time making the playoffs against the Spurs, all that. And that was fun. But it's just the energy in there now is so different. They they carry themselves so different. It's a certain swagger about the team. That's just very it's infectious to everybody there. And it's crazy. Like it's, it's it really if I'm having a bad day and I go work one of those games that they doesn't even matter anymore win or lose, because you know you're going to see something that you did not expect to see. So it's, it's, it's insane. Like, it, anybody who had not been to a, a game there live, I recommend it highly to go, because it's like, it's something that you might not ever get to see again, especially here, because, we, you know, I think, I think that some of these players are once-in-a-lifetime players for this franchise, for sure.
3: All right, so interesting question for you here, Jalen. I'm going to pose to you. You talked about Mike Miller. Um, and you talked about thong sandals brooks as well um so my question to you is if you were able to construct a big three who would be your big three and i'll give you a sub off the bench as well so give me your big three of all-time grizzlies and then a sub as well to come off the bench for them. Mm, okay that's
5: a tough one so a big three, you said all-time grizzlies right
3: Yes, all time. Yep.
5: All right, I got. I gotta go. I gotta go, John ja Morant. You need that. Uh, I'm gonna go Rudy Gay. As far as talent and skill was, I'm gonna go Rudy Gay. All right. Uh, to round it off, uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm. I'm. I'm a big fan. I'm gonna have to go Pau Gasol. I think, in my opinion, he is arguably the best Grizzly we had. For I think he was. I know some people may think Mark Zebo. I think Powell did more with a lot less, honestly. Um, And then my sixth man, easy, Mike Miller, right there. I'm good. That's that's, that's my big three. That's it right there. I feel like I got a good, good, at least generation of the Grizzlies in there somewhere. So I think that'll work.
4: I like that. Well balanced, I like that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, super nice. That's a lot of Grizzlies to go through.
0: So, Jalen, did you get it? So, during the COVID year, did y'all were y'all still like still uh filming and everything? Like, yeah, yeah, I was still
5: I was still on the floor. I had to get like a lot of special passes and had to do a lot. I had to do two COVID tests before every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like inside. I was I was there doing the whole COVID year. It was it was different. It was real. Yeah. Different.
0: That was my next question. Like, how was it? Just how was the atmosphere with? What well, how many fans were there? Like twenty percent. It, it was very like.
5: Interesting thing. So, at first, there were no fans at all, however. Mm -hmm. But I knew people had, like, season tickets, I guess. But the first game when we started seeing people was the Lakers game. It was – I walked in there, and I saw people, and I was like – it was almost weird because we had, like, 12 games already, and I was like, nobody's been here. And then fans start coming. But it was – the best part about it was you could hear everything. It was – you could hear everything. And that was the – I think that was fun because it was almost like an open gym. With your friends and guys just trash talking, so you was able to hear players that you never thought would be talking trash, and the players you thought were talking trash, they would be the quietest. So it was, it was that was the best part about it. It was like the trash talk. It was different, but that was cool to just hear everybody really, really talking. And You was like, oh snap! Like it get kind of real out here.
4: So it was that was that was the part that was cool. What were your thoughts about this season, like overall?
5: Man, honestly, and I get a lot of slack for this from some. I think the season went as successful as I really wanted it to go. Because my, my my goal for the team was to win a playoff series, and I know it may seem like some people may think, "Oh no, they were the two seed." This I'm like, yeah, the two seed's great, but I said I wanted them to win a playoff series. I said you got to take baby steps to build a dynasty. You can't just you don't just wake up one day and go from one playoff win to conference finals or the finals. Now we had chances to get certain places, but I think they learned more than anything. So I was I'm I'm completely satisfied with it. I'm I love that and I think it just you know it's a building to the, you know that's next step.
1: Yeah, and I think if I can echo that, I think if you if you start the season and somebody told you that the Grizzlies ended the season with the most wins that they've ever had as a team or came really close to it and they were exited by the Golden State Warriors. I didn't tell you what round it was, but if I told you, you know, point A, point B, most people will take that. And if you didn't take that, then something's probably mentally wrong with you. And so I think what exactly what Jalen just said, I think we all have to take a step back and realize that to go from essentially a non-playoff contender to a contender to what you want to become in a champion, like, that takes time. That takes time. We talked about that with the Memphis Tigers, and so you have to apply that with the Grizzlies as well too. It's going to take time, and I think it's a matter of now that they've gotten a taste of what the playoffs were last year, they've gotten a taste of what it takes to beat a championship-caliber team. They now have both of those in their back pocket. Now you say, okay, now you know, let me let me raise the expectations up just a little bit more. So I I, I think he's spot on with that one.
0: Yep, same here. I think most of us, I mean, not all of us, really. I mean, none of us were that disappointed in this year. I mean, we came to the season playoff, really be honest with you. A playoff series win was a uh, huge success. I mean, coming into the season, we was like,
1: based on the offseason moves, you was like, I, I don't know. Because when, when you suggested, when you said, you know, winning the, the division, even still, some of us was like, <laughs> oh, I don't
4: know about, I that don't know about all that. But hey,
1: and
2: then. Until the, the finals start, let's just be real. The Grizzlies are the only team to push the Warriors past five. So uh, until the uh, final start, but that's another thing to hang your hat
0: on. Exactly, and you see a team like Boston, um, they finally get to the finals after what five five years it took When Jason Tatum's rookie year. They got they made the East Conference Finals twice before, and then took a game set used to come to Conference Finals to finally make it. So like you said, Jalen, like it's baby steals, man. Like it's nothing you just do overnight. But uh, just keep the topics rolling, man. Last week, part of the baby steps, but a huge step was Triple J. Um, I guess a lot of people would say he's an enemy of our podcast from last year. <laughs> you hear some say that. But, hey, Triple J got the first-team all-defense. Uh, Sheedy, I'm going to let you go first since you don't even call him by his actual name. How you feel about the first-team all-defense with Triple
3: J? Well, for uh, Jerome... Um, and triple L, what I will say is, I uh, he didn't get defense player of the year, right? Um, but he did at least get on first team all defense, right? Um, and so I think the slap in the face, I'll be honest with you, I, I think the slap in the face was how close the vote was between him and Bam. I'll be honest, um, just about the amount of games that Bam has played and the amount of was it steals and blocks, whatever that new stat is. Um, that stock there we go, thank you. Um, that he had it was well, well surpassed. Bam! Um, and so what I liked from him was his defensive presence, um, increased throughout the year. I think because he realized he wasn't finding himself offensively. Um, as a coach, if you get you got to give me one of those ends, you if you're not gonna give me everything on offense, you gotta give me everything on defense, um, and vice versa. Um, but I need to see more. I will say um, at was it twenty six mil next season or something like that, um, but I like his progression at least defensively this year, um, and so kudos and well deserved uh, for him. Um, and I look forward to him growing offensively and not being scared of anyone in the paint. Um, I think he and is are still available. I'm about to go to Houston in two weeks, um, and so. Jerome, I'll let you know if Akeem is available for the Dream Camp because you need it in the post. Um, And he's got to learn not to, man. Just because someone called you the Steph Curry of centers or whatever, two named you as. No, I didn't mean me Put me in there. Don't put me in there. Put me in there. They said he's the,
4: With, he's the Steph Curry of sinners.
3: Yeah, the Steph Curry of is Like, ah, I, I don't think we saw that at all. Uh, I That, uh, that ain't yeah. come from me. I'm just, yeah, I know you're a Warriors fan too, so I wasn't sure. Um, but what I will say is I like this progression defensively and would like to see it more of a progress offensively as well because if anything that we noticed throughout the playoffs, you need a second consecutive, consecutive not consecutive, but consistent player to look and run the offense through, um, i.e. the Heat. Right? There's no other player. Well, um, you, you know a lot about that, huh? I do. I do. I, I also know about not being a bandwagon fan, but as I was continuing to speak about the heat and how they need a second fiddle, um, the Grizzlies are gonna need one as well. Um and if we're gonna pay twenty north of twenty million, you're expecting them to be that. Um i.e. like a Rudy Gobert, it's supposed to be a second fiddle for Donovan Mitchell. I don't see it. Like uh um,
0: like a bam.
3: Like a bam, like a bam, right? Um for one sixty-three million. So we just want to see him more consistent uh, offensively and defensively. But I love how he progressed defensively. I, I will not, I will never not shy away from talking about him, how well he did defensively. Because at the end of the day, it's about scoring more points. And if you can stop the other team from scoring, then hell, uh, with steals and blocks, then we're good. Uh, and I'll pass on. I'm sorry about that, fellas, but too got on my nerves. All right, man. what well, I'm, I'm here training. for, That's what I'm
0: here for. you go next and then we go out regular order
5: I agree agree, man defensively I I love what he did this year but man I looked up something recently about Jared Jackson about his offensive side I know you say he needs to improve I think honestly and it might be too late in the career but the form might have to change and the reason I say that is because he never takes mid-range jump shots I think that opens up his game even more because once he faces up Everyone knows it's dribble, spin, move, fourth layup.
3: Hold on, let me hold on, let me pause. You said it may need to change. <laughs> may is just a month of the year, okay? Let's continue.
5: <laughs> True, but no, he. I, I, I looked. I looked at his shooting chart for the year. Like it was like a random. Day. I was like, man, what does he need to do differently? And I looked up, and I think he took less than like fifty mid-range shots. It was either a three or a layup, and I just feel like opening the mirror. That's. I think that's crazy to me. And the the reason I say it is because Giannis took, like, around 200, 300 mid-range jumpers, And if he could take them, why can't you? Because at one point, no one wanted Giannis to shoot. So I'm like, you can shoot three-pointers, so why aren't you taking mid-ranges? It just opens it up more.
1: Yeah, and I would say, again, I'm going to be glass half full when I say this, but I think, again, if you start the season by saying that uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be named to the first-team all-defense, Again, the question the response is like uh over who you see what I'm saying? And so to again to get that over Bam, I think that speaks volume to how well he started to play defense. Because I'm one of those that I feel like Bam should be mentioned um as defensive player of the year every single year because he can play some damn defense. When when AD's healthy, ad is up there too. But Bam, I've seen Bam be able to guard one through five consistently and so for him to get that nod over bam i don't care if it's about one vote or a thousand votes that speaks volume to how much he worked on his game it may not be offensively how people want it to be but it was defensively and it was at the end of the day it was really what the grizzlies needed yeah they called they probably could have used you know a bump in the you know the, the scoring department from him and yes we still would like for him to grab more rebounds but i promise you there were plenty of times where i'm at the game i'm like oh, no, that's, that's getting swatted off the glass. Or, no, he's blocking that. And, like, even to the point where they called him – what was the nickname they gave him? Um, Black Panther. Black Panther. Black, Black Panther. Like, come on now. Like, again, that's nothing nobody was talking about this this time last year. Something. nothing else, you know, hand claps to him. Kudos to him for, you know, finding ways to improve his game. And so, again, we definitely want to see him take the next step. See if, again, if he not can only do it one year, but can he do it for two years? Can he do it for three years while I'll start working on his offensive game?
2: Absolutely, uh, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. Big kudos uh, to uh, Triple J uh, for the first team all defense. Not um, you saw this season the, the step the jump he took on the defensive end and how important how important he's become to the Grizzlies as a whole. It's again not what we wanted on the offensive side of the ball, but when he's in the game, the Grizzlies pretty much have a puncher's chance to compete against pretty much anybody. Um, Again, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. I'm not going to repeat too much of it, but uh, kudos to Jaren. Um, to, J- to Jalen's point, I'm surprised that he hasn't taken any uh, mid-range shots like this. Because so, typically if he's facing up, he's spin or drop-step hook shot with the left hand pretty much. Sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't. Um, hey, if he can get a nice little floater game in, in that mid-range area, I'll be okay with it as well. But... Um, all in all, man, congrats to Jaron. Uh, much deserved. I felt he should have been defensive player of the year. That's a whole different story. Uh, but shout out to him for the uh, first team all defense nod.
4: I think you got to give like uh, real kudos to Jalen for picking up on that. You know, it'll take a real good man with the eye to figure out that. You know, what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, the fact that that Jaron don't take a lot of mid range shots, Jalen, you hit it right on the head. It'll definitely uh, open up his game more. Um, but so, salute to Jaron for just taking that next step. Um, I think if anybody was to continue to ask, is Jaron a cornerstone for this organization? The answer is an obvious yes. I think, at this point. Um, regardless of what kind of nicknames that you give him, um, I think he'll still be able to produce and perform. You know, one the one player I got progressing over the next season, over the offseason, as we saw from Desmond Vane, of course, it'll be Zara Williamson tired wings for me but number two would be jaron jackson and we i do hope that he can't get some kind of you know pose game because jayden you were right like as soon as he get the ball it's like okay i'm not gonna shoot so let me dribble a couple times do the little spin move and then try to go up or try to do a euro to the lane like that that's a good observation that he does it almost every time if you don't get the open shot so i think you gotta be the, the more unpredictable you can be on offense the better the Grizz will be because that'll make him a better player um, so shoot uh kudos to Jaron Jackson for winning defensive play of the year. Well was, uh, not defensive player, first team on defense. Hopefully he went it next year. Uh you know how the NBA likes to reward people the next season after. So <laughs> hopefully that'll be his next season. So uh, uh just I just ask for uh, continuous work, another off-season healthy, you know, come back, come back even better.
0: Yep, if anything, I mean. Like he definitely improved and showed something this year. If anything, going forward into the future, the referees will respect him more. Now, then once you get that like first team, if he had just made second team all defense, all them foul them foul calls he be though. Some of the bad foul calls that he gets. So partly his fouls, some of them be bad fouls, some of them be a bad whistle. Some of those bad whistles will less will be less in now. And that's why we was hoping we're with Dylan Brooks last year. If we were just hoping he just made second team all defense so the whistle could have been better on him. That it happen, that he got had an injury, uh, real the year, or so he didn't get a chance to get on the all defensive team this year. But shout out to Triple J. Um, my think for him this offseason. I actually, in that same, uh, me and Took, we were part of that, uh, that uh, Grissy Blues round table. And my answer to that question was Jaron to improve just slightly over that year, uh, mainly for the offensive reasons. Like you said, we know he's moved uh Jalen you right <laughs> his shot is not made for a mid-range <laughs> you can't shoot that way in the mid-range jumper so he it makes complete sense he uh like I said it might be too late uh it's never too late to change anything but when you got that type of I don't know you know they might it might it's gonna take a long time for him to change maybe he could change the shot in the mid-range outside of three he still shoot that way from three but mid-range kind of well, I think of it's the same.
4: fact that he should just shoot him <laughs> I mean we'll never know until he tried like the fact that he just don't shoot him I mean, we really don't know like
2: how they shot but then but you also have to ask ask yourself this like where is, is he setting the screen is he just gonna pop to the mid-range and shoot like a case and shoot mid-range
0: i can see a floater more so like I that's, why, that's, that's why that and yeah. that's what i mentioned like
2: more so if you're gonna have him do a mid-range just have him take shoot more floaters because just him taking like a basic mid-range jumper i just can't see that like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna run a pick and pop with jaren
0: just go to the three-point line so yeah, it's me. just that simple. It just helps. opens up the floor more. True. And I think my biggest thing for him is getting stronger. I mean, he about to hit the weight room. That's the main thing. A lot of a lot of the plays he didn't finish. If he just got, if he gets stronger, he's going to finish them. He's going to be able to absorb the contact and finish at the rim a lot like a Bam does once every well over ten games. Uh, <laughs> how we saw Jimmy Butler do. <laughs> you know, sorry, players like that. <laughs> just get in the weight room, get a little stronger. Uh, work on your game. I mean, we got Zipo here, right here. In house, like, come on, like, just, just reach out, come on, give it zebo. He Michigan State, go along there we go, like, give with your people. Right? But you know, uh Sky's definitely looking up for Jaron Jackson. So moving on to second team out NBA, Mister Ja Demetrius Ja Morant. How y'all feel about Ja making second team? You think he got enough from first team, or how you just how y'all feel about him making second team? Same order. uh Jalen, actually Jalen, you go first. Then we go with our know, normal order.
5: Uh, what, honestly, I th- I think it was just right. I, I I wouldn't want him to get first team now because I want him to have more to keep going for Because I think he feels that he should have been first team. And maybe if he did make it, I wouldn't have been mad. But I like him being right at second and give him something more to work for. Because he seems like the type to be like, okay, I'll do more. Okay, I got a little more in the t-. You know, he's going to always do more. So I, second team, I'm happy he got it. Well deserved. I thought, I thought they were going to try to push him down to third with the games he played. That would have been... That wouldn't have been right, but second was right, and I, I think I think I think he's gonna take it to another notch. I know he, he's gonna want to make another All NBA team so he can get that that uh, bonus on the next on his max deal. So he's gonna try to do that. He's gonna push for that really hard. So I, I'm happy about second team.
1: Yeah, I think he was right where he needed to be. Um, in terms of, I think if he did miss as many games as he did, and I think he had a viable case. For him to be on the first uh, on on the first team, so I think where he landed at, considering the games he played, considering again you gotta you know call a spade a spade, considering how well the team played without him, um, I think that's another factor that that played into it. So to what Jalen said, I think where he was where he fell, I think was rightfully deserved. Uh, but I wanted him to be second team because I think the only thing left that I want him to work on is that mid range jumper. If he can consistently – and it ain't even got to be to the point where, like, he has to knock it down. He doesn't have to be Rip Hamilton from from mid-range. He doesn't have to be, you know, the, the Jimmy Butler. He doesn't have to be um, – he doesn't have to be the DeMar DeRozan from the mid-range. I just need you to get to a point where people can respect it. And it's the same thing with Giannis has done. That was my biggest thing with Giannis is you don't have to shoot, you know, 250, 300 mid-range jumpers, you just have to get to the point where people can respect it. And when people can start to be like, Oh, I need to jump at this or I need to contest this, then sometimes you can make your move at the rim, or sometimes you can go ahead and pull it just so that way and the thing that concerns me is he had two in, he had two knee, two knee injuries this season. That scares me. So I think I cut back on that. I think he had a point where he consistently is taking and making the mid-range jumper. And so because he didn't get first team, I think he's going to be um, aware of that, knowing that he has to work on that part of his game. And then from him going forward, we can see if he can make the first team.
2: Yeah, I've seen all the debates, man, about him possibly being first team. And a lot of people shunned Devin Booker for uh, making the first team. But when you win 60 games uh, with Phoenix, it's kind of hard not to put someone from Phoenix on uh, all you make first team. So, Job and rent being on second team was just right. Um, I have no issues with this. Um, to Skylar's point, I would love to see Job work on the mid-range jumper going forward, utilize his floater games a little bit more, it's, and just work on just getting to certain spots on the floor. Like We know he can get to the rim. We know he can finish with the best of them. But like, just work on getting to certain spots on the floor to where you know you can finish, whether it's inside the paint, in the mid-range, free throw line, area, whatever it is. Um, just work on utilizing the mid-range just a tad bit more as an improvement. But I like the second team for him. He has more to strive for. And I think next season he's probably going to be coming for MVP. So, But kudos to John for a second team all-NBA.
3: Yeah, let the facts lay where they must. Uh, second best team in the league deserves someone on first or second team all-NBA, period, point blank. Um, and then, of course, the coach is not for coach of the year. Uh, neither here nor there, but what I will say is the thing that I love about John ja Moran is Ja is going to bring someone here i'm not I'm not trying to speak into that existence of what's been on Twitter or what have you, but if he continues his play and if he was first seen this year to Jalen's point, then he's at a ceiling, right, and he's like oh i'm there i I made it, but he's not there, and we all know he's not there. Um, and He has plenty of holes that he needs to work on offensively and defensively um, to really propel him to really see a first time or, you know, when it's time for his first time to be all NBA first team. But we'll take second team. Um, and then next year, I just want him to get invited to the MVP. Whether he's the MVP or not, I could care less. But as long as he is invited to sit that conversation is what we need to transpire to next.
4: I think really, and you know, the best ability is availability. And I think, you know, once John ja Morant does help, with, you know, get that mid-range, it would stop him from going to the lane so much, you know, that'll cause him to miss games. So y'all hit the hammer right on the head. But as far as John ja Morant, you know, winning all second NBA, cool with me. You know what I'm saying? Well-deserved. Um, If you look at the numbers, he got the most votes. So, you know, even though he did miss 20, 25 games, uh, shout-out to the coaches and the analysts, to recognize that when he was on the court, he did make a difference. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, bring your numbers up to most improve, you know, worthy. I mean, all you can do is literally take your hats off for him for this season. So just go into the offseason, you know, get stronger uh, mentally, physically, come back with a, you know, better jump shot like he did, you know, to the three. Like last year, Jabarran shooting the three, and this year, Jabarran shooting the three is a whole different person. So if he can do that, like, like y'all said, through the mid range, through the flow game, It'll make him even that more, much more dangerous, you know, be able to add another three points to his average. That's 30 points a game. <laughs> so, uh, just kudos to John Moran. Uh, we got it, we got a whole squad that's healthy and that's hungry. And I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what they do in the offseason as well so front office is doing the off offseason.
0: Yep. Piggyback off of y'all, uh, me, Range Jumper. Uh, well, for it, for one, yeah, I agree with the second team all NBA. Uh, maybe he had to argue me over Devin Booker, but I mean, Phoenix had to. Uh, uh, best record by like over eight games like somebody had to make first team from their team and also games played he only played 57 games like it went down to it like i said availability is the best ability so he needs to play more and that goes to the mid-range jumper like what Skyler was saying like you improve that mid-range jumper which during the record season he actually was he just needed to continue the confidence with it uh once he got to the playoffs in that minnesota series that mid-range opened the whole series but he refused to take it kept trying to drive to the hole or Kept making mistakes with the uh, long defender. so he just need to get more confidence, like he did in three point shot, like he wasn't the golden state series. He just need to get there with the mid range. So, had no doubt about y'all, even if he was first team, uh, he got a dad. T Morant was gonna still find something, exactly. <laughs> <He's gonna laughs> <say quarterback. laughs> he got somebody, he got his number one hate over there on the sideline. that's gonna make him <laughs> into the greatest, uh, one of the greatest players ever. So, hey. Kudos, John Morant. Kudos, Triple J, man. Great. Uh, One, two, three points. Shout out to Desmond Band. Desmond Band, who got the vote for 13 y'all NBA. Now, Desmond
4: Bane, Desmond Band. Do we know who did that? Are we just going to assume Perk because he always threw up people's name? Nah, or? It was Frank Osolo. Yes, Frank Isola. I really? Oh, yeah.
0: uh, yeah. yes. Okay. Okay. Shout out
4: to Frank.
0: Yep. Good the guy Could have spelled the name right, but you know, we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take, hey, it. we'll hey, take it. We'll take it. Hey, hey, he used voting vote as a forge.
2: <laughs> I mean between him he and tried. Dylan they can swap
0: so I guess <laughs> <laughs> well, a little too short for that
4: <laughs> oh weren't just trying to say Dylan Brooks was 13 <laughs> nah, he no he was saying, I was like, saying dude, from was position 13. wise I, wasn't yeah. saying I, I know they got the same home. initials you know I, I know, they
2: do. I know. <laughs> yeah but no it, it was based on position don't even try it
0: <laughs> <laughs> but before we get out of here let's have a little fun What's a bold prediction you have for the offseason? I know it might
1: take a second to think about it, Yeah, give me a second. Here. To if somebody got one, go ahead. Let me think about
4: mine. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like Dylan Brooks out of here. I just feel like he's gone. I don't know why. I think it's just because maybe I just want him gone so bad. But I – I don't see him staying, and we, we've we had this talk numerous times at this spot. I don't have to get much into it, but I guess a bold prediction, Dylan Brooks out of here. And I hate to say that when, when a Dylan Brooks man right next to me, but, you know, if we're talking basketball, truth hurt.
2: My, pro, my bold prediction is the Grizzlies find their backup point guard in the draft. I don't think Tyus is coming back.
4: He' gonna get he' gonna get the bag somewhere else. Yeah, I think so too. And right, anyway, that's yeah. the thing. And he, he, he he's gonna start somewhere. That's gonna be the thing. Yeah. Like he can start for so many other teams as well.
2: Yeah, yeah so. and I I I had a chance to watch the um the combine. Uh, this is a guy from I think it was a guy from Gazago who actually had a nice little showing. Um, and actually compare he said he compares his game to Tyus Jones. And I think Taylor Jenkins took note of that and was at that uh specific game. So stay woke on that. Ties isn't back. If old boys from Gonzaga is available at where the Grizzlies are drafting, be on the lookout.
3: Not, not the chat guy. You're not talking about him, are you?
0: No, nah. nah. I'm just playing. He's talking about the future best player in the NBA. Is what he claimed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Jalen.
5: Oh man, my bold prediction! Yikes, you took mine with the tires being out. That that was mine right there, because I, I I think he's I think he's gone for sure. Like I, I just he's already said he said he wants to be a starter. That's his goal. Oh, uh, let me see. Bold prediction. Uh, y'all gonna hate me for this one, but I can just see it happening. I I it's it's a little bit of what Tuke said. Mine is I think also Dylan Brooks will be gone. However, I think he's going to be packaged with someone. And the person who I think it is is someone that we would not want to go, but I think he can go. I think Steven Adams might be gone also. I can see a flip with that. Hold hardly. I think that's my prediction.
4: And if you think about it, though, we got a lot of players that can help other teams win championships. So, and, you know, it can be a back scratch, you know, I'd scratch your back kind of deal, especially for a team in an Eastern Conference. Who got to deal with a youngness Who got to deal with a Joe Allen B who can use a Stephen Adams, you know, the defensive stopper like Dylan? So I can see that as well.
1: um I'll grab some low hanging fruit and say that my bold prediction is Desmond Bain will lead the league in three point shot percentage in the league next year. That's my bold prediction. I, I think. Yeah, off season, man, off season. Next I was season. like, off
0: season, bro. <laughs> oh, sorry for the off- I missed, uh, I missed. Hey, that's that's a hell of a goal. I, I, we know, we know. <laughs> hold on, I, I got, got that, that noted though. I got not that noted. So
4: to like... We talk about and talk about next <laughs> right. season.
0: We got to know that's it though. Your ball prediction. We got you. We got you. Oh,
4: we man. know they listen to us anyway. So hey. God, I put
1: so much thought into the now. I'm just now I'm just <laughs> sitting like yeah, I ain't got nothing else for you. So let's just say Scott's yeah. going play by the rules, but that's that's perfect. he's going to put the work in the off-season to lead the league in three-point field goal percentage next season. How about
4: that? There we go. We them I with
1: like that. I like how you swung <laughs> that one. That's a good way to swing it. There you go.
0: Uh um,
4: ladies and gentlemen.
0: Factor controller. <laughs> Actually, uh Jackson took mine. Really, it's I think it's gonna be a package, I think. Like, Steve Adams and Dylan are free agents next offseason. They're probably going to try to get something for them And I think – I don't know. Who they're going to trade it for? But I can almost tell you they're going to decide – they're going to come over with a decision, they're going to find their center of the future, whether they decide it's going to be Triple J or whether they actually get another center that's more athletic that can guard the players on switches. They're going to find their, fin- their center of the future this offseason.
4: Well, we want Mitchell Robinson on this Grids team. I don't know why that just came to my head, but I'm just asking.
0: I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind. That's another
2: run protect. Yeah. Man, yeah.
3: No. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll also just say I think it's just a package deal. Like, I bold prediction is that there's a package deal that's done and that it brings a veteran in that can score, a wing that can score. So, that's my bold prediction.
2: I wonder who that wing player will be because most of the ones that's going to be available are going to get paid in all season. Either they're going to get paid in the free ages or we can't afford them. Because right now I'm looking at Zach Levine, who's going to get a bag somewhere. Donovan Mitchell, I'm pretty sure he's going to be out of Utah. We can't afford his contract. Bradley Beal is already talking about staying in Washington. So... <laughs> Yeah, Brad
4: Bill, I love he's, he's trying to get that 50-55-60. <laughs> that's what he wants
3: season. That's
0: what he wants. Yeah, right. But um, before we get out here, Jalen, you are a different nuggets fan. <laughs> no don't, no don't, I mean, all of us got other teams too. Yeah, like yeah, I, teams. That's
5: my boy, that's my boy. Yeah.
0: Me and she Miami, uh the Lakers. So we all got other teams, so how you feel about Jokic winning MVP? How how you feel about everybody who's against it thinking Embiid should have won? What, what's your I, thought on
5: it? First, I'll say this: a healthy Nuggets team might have been in the finals this year. I'm just put that out there. I think this would have been a year. A healthy Nuggets team might have been in the finals. Uh, but no, I'm good. I I, I I I honestly, it was it was Jokic and Embiid for me. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if Embiid would have got it. I do think uh, the MVP is about a story. It's just, if you got a story behind you, it helps. So with him not having his two other, you know, guys. I think that story just helped him get it over the, over the hump to get it over. Embiid, uh, man. So uh, I'm happy with what he. I'm happy with him getting it. I can brag on that now. Back to back MVP. So give me a, give me something else to argue about when it comes to the best center in the league. But uh, nah, and both of them had tremendous seasons, man. Uh, the Nuggets, they'll be back. They're gonna look good next year. But Jokic, uh, he's a special kind of player, man. He's uh, special. He's, he need to lose some more weight, but that's about it. <laughs> Tell your boy Will to come back to the city.
0: Ah, nah,
5: nah, he good, man. We we need to keep him. We need him. We need him out there in Denver. We don't need him here.
0: Man, you don't. You the only Nuggets fan I heard say that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know. Was like, oh, wow. Twitter is trying to get that man <laughs> up
5: out of here. Like with the, I, I had to stop talking on Nuggets Twitter because they was like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking. I was like, yeah, y'all beat me up. I'm gonna stay away from y'all.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, man, but well, man, appreciate you coming on. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you at.
5: Oh man, what can you follow me at? Oh man, can, I, I, I don't even know my handle. I think my Instagram name is the fan Jalen.
4: and I, I think my Luke sky underscore Wallace. I got Luke
5: under, I couldn't remember. Luke underscore I've had that since like ninth grade, so that's gonna stay there for me. But yeah, Luke sky underscore wallace. That's me. Follow me. You probably gonna see nothing but anger from Nuggets and Panther
4: lifestyle. So you be that's about how you it. Going? You know, we gotta talk off camera now. That's how yeah, <laughs> yeah, what we
0: <laughs> but like i said appreciate you coming on again like i said good friend of all I said <laughs> definitely fun having you on yeah, uh yeah. great being here all right for sure man right. remember to follow us at the starting five number five mem listen to other podcasts on the network uh our podcast of course gbb live and 3d podcast uh as we are delivering man it's off season now so Probably a little slow this offseason, but hey, we're still going to be producing content. Remember to uh, read any of Grease Red Blues article at GreaseTheRedBlues.com, including myself, because uh, <laughs> I'm out here writing in the writing world now. But follow me at the one underscore P-Shark.
1: Matt underscore Scott on Twitter.
2: Man, according to these bold predictions, Dillard Brooks Island may become a timeshare, but uh, love is a preposition. I'm at the yard of Trevor. What's good? <laughs>
3: Yeah, man, definitely. And you might need to get a museum for his thong sandals. It's really cheapy, man. Hey, it's your man at Tev Shakira, aka Tevin Durant,
4: aka if I see you talking about Kevin Durant coming to Memphis, I'm unfollow you on Twitter ASAP. Leave my cousin out of this.
0: Hey, speaking of ASAP, TI coming to Chuckers in uh, September.
4: That is not how you tie it in together. That is not how you do it.
3: How did, <laughs> oh, my oh, hey, did I go together? You know? Hold on, no, Real quick. Naysap and Tim. I
2: slick, yeah. slick wouldn't mind going to the show if somebody check them. I just need somebody oh, they're to start checking them and start finding them. them up. That's Instead all. <laughs> I them will pay bears, to on, get them. <laughs> that's the only thing. That was the only reason I
4: Sharky. I
1: really appreciate the creativity, but that's not how you do that. That's, that's, not, that's not how you, not do how do you end a pod
3: either, bro. Like
4: about, 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 That's exactly how I ended it, Speaking that's
3: exactly how, how I'm ending it. That's my show. <laughs> I figured that yeah, do you?
0: Sign All, right. All
3: right, John, bro. until next time. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> <peace. Go laughs>